Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. My guest this week is Aaron Thielen, who is the lead artistic director at Marriott Theater and the writer of The For the Boys. Hello, Aaron. Hello, how are you? Good. Let me congratulate you on For the Boys. I thought it was a terrific show. Oh, thank you so much. So, thank you. So tell us now how how you came about to uh, do something kind of risky, taking a, a hit film from the 90s and rearranging it and making it work on the stage. Tell us about that process. Well, I I loved the movie when I saw it. Um, and I always thought, gosh, it, it would be just such a great... It would just make for a great musical, a great stage musical. And, and uh, certainly at the time, I didn't have the the resources or the not even really the interest of, of making that happen, but uh, years passed, and, and uh, I kind of came back around, and I saw it again. I thought, well, you know, maybe I should, you know, take a stab at it and, and, and put something together. And as the artistic director of the Marriott, I do a lot of new works and um, work with authors, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to know what it feels like to write a show. Not really thinking that it would ever actually happen. It was more of a pet project to, to teach myself what it feels like to be an author, so I know what it's like to get criticism and 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 know how to better work with authors. So I put it together and and what I thought would work, and I kind of thought it was pretty good. And the producer of the Marriott, Terry James, read it, and he thought it was pretty good. But again, it was more of like, well, this is great, but this is never going to happen. And uh, we, you know, we have some theatrical lawyers that we work with on other projects, and they loved the movie and had seen it recently and we said well we actually have a version of the show of the show as a musical if you want to take a look at it they read it and loved it and it's kind of the rest is history as they say so uh it all it certainly didn't start out as a project that i thought would ever see the light of day and it kind of had a life life of its own and and now it's playing at the marriott theater it's kind of strange yeah well isn't it funny how it takes somebody with that passion to, to make these kind of projects work, and obviously you had that passion, <laughs> or just too dumb to know to know better. <laughs> but you did it, you know. Uh, so now, get me into uh, how you you change it. This is not a rehash of 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 the film. No. Uh, tell us some of the difference because I found uh, both of the lead characters, your interpretation of them, they were a little gentler than than were played in the movie. Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I did love the movie. I thought it was great. And I thought there were things that they, they could do in a movie that certainly we, you just can't achieve in a, in a musical or on stage. But I also felt like there's things that we can achieve on stage that perhaps they can't necessarily do in a big blockbuster music, movie, you know. Uh, so I did change uh, some things to kind of streamline the storytelling and kind of highlight Eddie actually more. I feel like Eddie got a little lost in the movie and so it was fun to kind of get to play with that character and the relationship between he and Eddie or he and um and Dixie and, and kind of see these two powerhouses kind of go through life uh and in the struggles and the and the successes. And so it was fun to kind of rework that and kind of um just change the storytelling a little bit and the people are in their world and the and their son, you know, obviously it's, not, it's Dixie's son, but that character kind of plays a bigger role in the bigger picture of this musical, and and of course the surrounding characters as well. So it certainly was fun to play, and I was able to give voice to you know Eddie and 
and other characters that don't sing in the movie, um, and and a perspective that I feel wasn't there in the movie. So it's you know I feel like it, it's you know forty percent is the movie and sixty percent is me, and I think that's kind of the percentage I always kind of look back to because I mean I think I used four songs from the movie and um, the rest I put in and found uh, that I felt fit what I wanted to do. And really, I mean, when you look at the, it's not a traditional musical by any stretch of the imagination. You know, it's uh, it's really, a, it's a musical play because unlike a, a normal or traditional musical that the plot is forwarded through song, there's no plot really forwarding the song in this musical. It's very presentational. Um, it's about the USO. So each song is really a performance for the troops, but it also has a second meaning with where they are in their lives. So although they're not saying, I love you, and then breaking into song, <laughs> uh, the songs were picked specifically for how the character was feeling at the time personally, and also for the boys, you know. Uh, so that was a really fun challenge um, to kind of make that happen. And it's, it is a very different style of, uh, of musical storytelling. Yes, it is, and, and I think it worked uh, really well. What's been the reaction uh, of the audiences? Because, you know, you're, you're subscribers, and you guys have, what, 30,000 subscribers. are They're pretty hip uh, theater people. Yeah, they, um, you know, our, our audiences are just the best, and they, they love new works. They love feeling like they're seeing something for the first time um, that no one else is seeing. Uh, so they're, they stand every, every, every show. You know, our oldest audiences are getting on their feet, you know. Um, the feedback has been incredible. They they write our principal characters online. They they write the theater. They call in. They tell their friends. Uh, it's It's been a really powerful, you know, uh, experience. You know, aside from the fact that it's a new work, but they're feeling just emotionally invested in these characters and the period. And, you know, they either know somebody that was in one of these wars or were in the war, um, and so there's a, a connection. And, of course, you know, it's poignant now. You know, uh, we just had two shows on 9-11. On and um, it's just a powerful experience, you know. And, and it seems like every generation of Americans knows what it feels like to go to war and to lose loved ones at war and and the, co- this, the cost of Yeah, I, of I think wars. one of the things you guys did really well was uh, in the transitions, uh, the videos. Were, oh, were historically so so uh, beautiful and so accurate. I mean, you you could bring someone who didn't know anything about it, and at the end of it, they knew about the eras. Yeah, what happened in those wars? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a very tricky line. We went through hundreds of hours. Uh, Sage Car- Carter and I are she did all the video design. Went through hundreds of hours of materials, uh, public domain materials. Uh, to find exactly the right moment that we wanted to show because we didn't want it to feel like a history lesson, but we did want to kind of create the world that these, these USO performers were in, you know, and, uh, and it felt like the video really helped kind of set the tone because we're in the rounds, you know, we don't have the luxury of having, you know, 50 soldier actors on stage, you know, kind of being there. We use projections instead. And we knew that going into this production that this, you know, because it's the first one, you know, the Marriott has, um, you know, limitations with, with cast size. And, you know, it would feel awkward and weird to have two soldiers on stage, you know, representing the thousands. And so we were able to use video to kind of create this giant space and this, this 
sea of soldiers watching these performances. And then, of course, in the transitions, being able to explain where we are in the world and what's happening. And um, it was a, uh, it was really an exciting um, element to add to, to the show. And we don't get to do that often at Marriott. So it was, it was a really, really fun um, design element. Yeah, and I think it worked really well. That that, and of course the costuming. Uh, uh, you know, I'm an old history buff, so I know the difference in the brown shirt, World War II uniforms, and Korean and Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought those kind of details were were done correctly. Nothing aggravates me more than than the wrong era uniform. You know? <laughs> well, we heard about it. We definitely heard about it from subscribers uh, that first week of previews. Um, you know, having this very, you know, when you start kind of dealing with historical events, people have very strong opinions on what the truth is. You know, there's, there was mention of this penicillin and there's other kind of, um, history references and they're like, well, it wasn't invented in 1942. So why would that person say that? And it's kind of like, well, no, actually penicillin was invented before 1942, but you know, it, it, and, or like they're not, they're, you shouldn't be wearing black shoes with that uniform. They should be wearing brown shoes. You know, so but we did our we did our due diligence. We went through and and made sure that this is historically accurate, uh, because for very the very reason our audiences are so educated, they know. You know, you can't pull one over on them. They'll 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 call you out on it. So. Uh, was were you tempted at all to uh, to make your lead characters uh, like Bob Hope and uh, and uh, uh, Martha Ray that a lot of people believe were the were the models for the film? Yeah, I you know. I didn't. I, you know, when Michelle came into audition, um, you know, it's obviously difficult difficult to cast a role that was created by Bette Midler, you know, irregardless of the of the role model that they used for the movie. Um, you know, so you have this picture in your mind of Bette Midler, and then Michelle comes in, and to me, she's so Judy Garland. There's a, this Judy Garland esque quality about her. Which is completely appropriate for the time and for those USO's performances. People, you know, like her, uh, Ben Crosby. There's tons of stars that went over and did this very thing. Now, Bob Hope, of course, is the most well known. Uh, he made a career of it, really, um, as did Martha Ray. These characters were, are, are are based on many people that have gone over. Those are the most identifiable, clearly, because they were so famous for doing it. But um, I never really had them in mind. Um, Bob Hope maybe a little bit more because he he was in all the wars. It was easy to do the, the historical research and see him in Vietnam and Korea. And yeah, especially the one video scene where where you have him on an aircraft carrier. Right. That exactly. Kind of, that kind of bingo. That was that reminded me of Bob Hope. Before that, I you know I wasn't sure. Could have been a lot of people. Yeah, I didn't. I, I certainly would never. You know, if we were to do a Bob Hope musical, I'd want to call. You know. Mm-hmm. The Bob Hope musical. <laughs> I'm so, sure one day that you guys will probably do one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you got to be really proud of this show because uh, it's. Uh, I know when I when I interviewed Mark Robin, he he was so proud of it. So what made you bring in uh, Mr. Meticulous, Mr. Organized, Mark Robin? Well, he he and I've worked on a lot of new work projects together, and uh, you know, there's just nobody better in the room. I mean, he's just is he's remarkable. Um, he's fast. His great point of view. Uh, so, you know, when you're working on a new work, you need a director that can fly, that can make changes quickly. You know, because if I'm if I'm sending them new pages, I need to know that he can kind of put it up on its feet and see what it looks like. 
um, because it was the first production of the show, um, there are a lot of changes. You know, cutting songs. You know, we cut a couple songs out of the show, um, cut a couple scenes out of the show before we presented it. So it's being able to adapt quickly um, and have a good storytelling eye to be able to go, this will be better. Let's let's do this instead. You know, and I just like him. I mean, oh my God, I've known him forever, and we did All Night Strut together. Yeah, um, he's one of the most positive people you can ever meet. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, he's, and that was a good choice. I thought what he did uh, with the transitional scenes, uh, uh, keeping them rolling and and covering. I mean, you you guys cover what thirty five years. Yeah, we cover a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's just it's just so beautifully done, and, and you guys didn't miss a beat. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's incredible. Well, let's talk about now uh, about your upcoming season. You you finished this year with a uh, with a nice uh, Irving Berlin's White Christmas, which a lot of people think is just a Christmas show, but it's, to me, it's really an Irving Berlin review, and it's a it's a great uh, dance show too. It's great. Mark Robin and is coming back for it. And oh, so Mark's doing it. Good. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, the dancing is going to be incredible. Um, uh, the cast is killer, all Chicago, um, cast and they're, they're, you know, Marriott favorite, uh, actors and, and it, it's going to be a blast and it's going to be just a nice, it's a great show for the holiday. Although it's, you know, it's definitely a holiday show. It's not a Christmas show, you know, uh, and I think there's a difference and, and it is, like you said, it's a great review of Irving, great Irving Berlin music. Um, so it's, it's going to be a blast to work on. And if you haven't seen the movie, the movie's fantastic, you know. So it's, it's a, it was a great idea to kind of turn it into a stage play. Yeah, and there was a, there was a, a mediocre tour that came through about a year or so ago, uh, of, of the, of the show. But you know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, but you yeah. know, you guys, so much in Chicago hit Marriott and at Drury Lane and, and down in Munster. You guys always, produce better shows than a lot of these tours it's amazing <laughs> it really is well thanks we well we certainly have amazing talent here in chicago and and the great thing about marriott is it's an intimate space and we can achieve things that you can't achieve in a giant proscenium house uh, even oakbrook is um you know although it's proscenium it's intimate and so you can you can you can do a lot more with what's on the page as opposed to having this big spectacle and you the story sometimes gets lost and you know, the casts of thousands and the giant costumes and the big sets. And, you know, for us, we don't get caught up in the big sets. And we have beautiful, well-made costumes by our costume shop. We have the best of Chicago actors. And we just focus on the storytelling and don't get caught up in the big spectacle. And that, and that's not to say we can't do it. You know, we certainly did it with Les Mis. We did it with um, Hairspray. We've done it with these big, huge shows. But we do it in a way that... It folk, the, the the primary thing is the storytelling and focusing on these characters and the journey and and so I think sometimes when you can kind of zoom the camera in and really look at these characters in the story, it changes how you feel about the show. So you know you might have loved you know Light Saigon downtown, but when you came to see our production and it the you know the camera was zoomed in on this, this intimate story, it's it's like a whole other play. Yeah. And and so that's what I mean. That's why I like being at Marriott. I like being in an environment where you can kind of focus in on the on well, the you guys story. do such a good job. I remember Terry James telling me he still gets uh, people tell him how how did you get the helicopter in that's in your theater? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> talk about talk about using lighting and and sound. And sound. We had yeah. so many subwoofers in that theater, and 
And again, that was another show, ironically, that you bring that, that show came up, is that we did it during September 11th. So the the tragedy happened on, on a Tuesday, and I was in the show as an actor, and we went ahead and, and raised money for the Red Cross that week. Uh, and at the very top of the show, the theater goes to black, and there's a giant helicopter that flies over the theater. And it really was devastating to kind of hear that sound in the space so soon after 9-11. I, I always remember that performance because it was just um, such a powerful experience. Um, anyway. Wow. That, that, was, that was fantastic. Now, for next season, I understand you're doing a Legally Blonde. Is yep. Mark Robin doing that one? Is he doing um, it? Yes. Okay. Uh, gosh, I hope that's right. Yes, I think he's doing. <laughs> okay, I, I, I think I read that. So I. Uh, no, if you read, I'm sure that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. And then you're doing uh, you're doing Pirates of, of Penzance. Yes. It's been a while since you guys have done a Gilbert and Sullivan. It has been a while. Um, I think actually the last time was the last time we did Pirates. So it's yeah, it's been a, it's been a real long time. It's a fun, such a fun show. Um, so we're we're really looking forward to doing that. Well, then, the one after that in June is Hero, and I know you're involved in that. Tell yeah, us my, about I, that, because I've heard, I've already started to hear a lot of buzz about uh, that that really could be something. It's been a, it's been a pet project of mine for a while. Um, I wrote, uh, I was part of the collaborating team on Bowery Boys with David Bell, and, it, and again, it, after that project, it, it, I got my juices flowing, and I thought, I'm going to start an, another project. And I started with, I wanted to do a superhero musical, but I didn't want to do a traditional, like, you know, Spider-Man or Superman kind of musical. I wanted more of an intimate storytelling kind of show. And so I just started working on this project and putting the script together. And um, I showed it to Michael Mahler, and he was really excited. Um, he's, a, he's a music and lyricist, and so he started writing music for it. And we've been working on it for just off and on, you know, for three years, I guess, um, just kind of playing with things, doing a quick workshop here and there just to kind of see what it's like, uh, what, you know, what's working, what's not working. Um, and, you know, we did a workshop, I guess it was in April, and Marriott said, yeah, we're going to definitely do it. It's it's, it's ready. So uh, we're going to do it next summer. I'm actually doing a workshop of it right now with, with Michael and, and uh, AMTP, which is out of Northwestern, um, American Musical Theater Project. Uh, so it's like a two-week workshop with with uh, students and one equity actor and we uh going to do performances on friday and sunday um just for invited folks just to, to hear it out loud and see see the new changes so every day you know like last night i was up till one o'clock doing rewrites and you know this whole week has been about kind of making changes to the show to make sure that it's, it, it's ready to go uh but it's a really great show I, i'm so excited about it give us you know, the premise isn't it isn't he kind of a, a... Uh, every man or kind of a nerdy kind of hero or yeah i mean he's um he's 28 he still lives at home with his dad um his dad owns a comic book shop so he's basically grown up in this comic book shop his whole life and in this superhero world um and how ironic that he you know he he doesn't really his life kind of stopped he really doesn't have a superhero life <laughs> you know that he's um you know he draws he's an illustrator he always has drawn since he was a kid but he never really got work as a as an illustrator or um, he always wanted to, to kind of draw comics. Um, and so you meet kind of the people in his life and you start to understand why he hasn't moved on with his life and, and the tragedy that happened to him when he was, you know, 
uh, in high school that kind of, you know, stopped him from moving on. And it takes, you know, an old girlfriend from back then to come back into town and, and things start kind of going right for him. And then again, tragedy strikes and he has to decide, you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my life and how do I move forward? So it's, it's a very contemporary, um, but quirky musical, um, six principles, very small ensemble. And, uh, I think it's really fun. Michael Wallace's music is, is really contemporary and, yeah, and his, accessible. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard some of it. He's, he's done some shows and he's done a terrific job. Yeah. Uh, are you going to use illustrations? Uh, are you going to have some of the comic books, uh, yeah. on video or something, any of that? Yeah, he, um, this character journals his life. So he kind of, instead of having a diary and writing down his thoughts, he draws his life experience in his journal. And so we want to use that, the, the, his journal entries essentially, which is really a comic book, um, as art and design in the show. Um, and that's, that might be down the road. That might not even be for the Marriott production, but, um, but the idea of definitely using illustrations and, his kind of artwork. I want to find an artist that does comic books that can kind of create these 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 um, art pieces. So well, there's a few around Chicago, so maybe they'll hear this and contact. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Okay. That would be you're, nice. You're open to that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be a fun fun project for sure. So let me ask you this: I it, it's great that that Marriott is is starting to do more of these original works, but with a large uh, base of uh, subscription base and with a hip kind of an older audience uh are you guys uh you guys are willing to take the the chances your audiences have been responding well to them but sounds like hero you're appealing to a a younger generation or or what's your thoughts on that yeah it's definitely um uh more contemporary but our audiences are really savvy and they they want just good storytelling and so if they can if they can relate to these characters in some way, whether they're, it's their grandson or granddaughter or, you know, they see themselves in these characters in some ways, um, they buy it. Um, you know, they're, they're really supportive of new works, you know, and I, I don't think, are we taking a bit of a risk? Yeah. I mean, it's not the, the traditional Marriott fair, but I think that's exciting. And, and what's so great about our audience is that they accept that. They say, well, do you think this is good? You know, and I'm not gonna, you know, there are gonna be people that are gonna leave that, that are gonna say, I really didn't like that. But then they're gonna come back and they're gonna see another show and they're gonna love it. So, you know, you, you take the good, you know, you know, there are people that did not like For the Boys. But we knew that going in. They're gonna bring their own stuff to the table when they come see it and they said, you know, this was not for me. I want a good, I want shout. Or some shout, people, yeah. Shout was the best thing I've ever seen. I want to see singing and dancing. That's it, and that's great, you know. And we do that for our audience. Sure. But then there's times we sneak in some moments where it's like, well, this is more on the serious side, you know. And then we're going to give you something else next time. So, you know, next season is really well diversified. You know, it's re- there's really fun moments and and lots of dance and and great singing. And then there's you know, hero, which is great singing, great music but a more contemporary feel. So, yeah. And after um, Hero, then you're doing Dreamgirls, one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible show. Yeah, it is. That's a, talk about a fast-paced show. That's, it was almost designed like, like, a, like a television thing where they you know, cut, boom, 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 one scene after another, and it just, it just rolls. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting project. I'll be doing that with um, 
David Bell, so that's going to be... Oh, David Bell's directing. Very good. Yeah. Who's yeah. doing my one and only, one of my all-time favorites, anything Gershwin? <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, I remember Bill Polinsky did a great production of that at, at Candlelight. That's a long time ago, and I don't think it's been done here since. Yeah, I, it's been a long time since the city's had that show in town, so it's it's going to be... I think Oprah might have done it, uh, you know, 15 years ago or 10 years ago. It's been a while. Um, to be honest, I don't know who's directing it. Okay. Terry, Terry James kind of handles all the, all the hiring of those, of the directors, and I've been so in For the Boys world and Hero world that I, I kind of haven't looked up to see what's going on at the theater. Well, we have such great uh, directors who can choreograph. Uh, I'm sure Terry will pick somebody who knows a little bit about tap. We have a few good uh Yes, we choreographers do. in this town. That's uh, right. So tell us what the plans are for for the boys. I know there were some some out of town uh, uh, producers and artistic directors that were there the night I was there. And uh, you guys have uh, any plans for uh, maybe moving that show or getting it around the country? Yeah, we have a lot of people coming in um, to see it. Uh, a lot of interested producers and theaters. This has been, you know, obviously incredibly exciting. Um, you know, once the run is over, we'll kind of sit down and reevaluate and say what's the best thing for the show. Um, I want to get it into a proscenium house for sure to kind of see what it would look like in a in a more traditional setting. Um, and then and then we'll go from there. I mean, I'm kind of I really I know it sounds ridiculous. I really wrote this as a pet project, and I never thought it would get this far. Um, I worked my tail off once I realized this was really happening, and I'm really proud of the product. But my goal, and it, once we decided we were doing it, was to make it the best show for the Marriott audience. So that's what I feel like I yeah. focused on. Yeah, you definitely so, have done that. So for moving forward, it's like I need to wrap my brain around the idea that this could have a life somewhere else because it really was never it was never really consideration. I didn't go, ooh, I want to write the next Broadway hit. You know, like that was so not a consideration as I was putting this together. I really was thinking about our audience and how I would tell the story. So what the future holds, I don't know. I'm open to anything and I'm excited about that people are even interested in, in seeing it and wanting to produce it. So that's super exciting and, and you know, in two months, who knows what I'll, what will what, be happening My with it. My guess um, is it'll have a life of its own. I think I think it. I, I would love it to, uh, because I think it's I think it's good, and I think it's you know audiences are really responding well to it, and they feel like they're uh, being taken on a really fun journey, and uh, so I really do hope it has a life. That would be nice. I believe it will. Now, hero. Uh, now, after after this one, you you've learned a few things that you're bringing to the to hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is what's your goal for hero? I, you know, again, it's. Uh, you know, I didn't start out, I started out as an actor. And then I, uh, I, I always thought, well, you know, I don't think I can be an actor my entire life. I gotta try other stuff. And so, I went to the other side and started working, you know, on the production side. And kind of moved around and started, you know, and, and got to be artistic director. So, I, I never saw myself as a writer. So all these projects were just kind of, projects that I thought would make me a better artistic director. I never really believed that all this would really be happening, which is super exciting. So, to answer your question, Hero to me is, again, a project that I, I thought would be really fun to do. I'm thrilled that Marriott's doing it. I have absolutely no 
idea what the future holds. I have no producers. No one even knows I'm doing it. In fact, I was in New York last week, and there's another show called Hero, <laughs> the musical uh, that they're doing like off Broadway right now. So it's just kind of like I, I don't, you know, it's of course, of course a different, a completely different story. But uh, you know, I, I have no idea what the future holds with this piece. You know, I love it. I think it's, I think it's probably my best work, and um, I hope it has a life. It's a small show, so I think people could do it. You know, it could be a great small musical for, you know, the the Broadway theater downtown, um, you know, or any kind of, te- you know, any small venue, you know, so I don't know. Well, I think you're on the right track because it, it, it seems the history of the great shows are the writers that are passionate about writing it and are not thinking, they're just thinking about doing a top product. And those, then when you run across these people that have these grandiose ideas, they're going to write a show that's going to be played around the world. Uh, the, the productions usually suffer. Right. So yeah. let's stay with stay with your passion. Yeah, I mean, no matter what ends up happening with the show, it, both for the boys and hero were remarkable successes. They got produced. I mean, there are shows that that sit on the shelves and never see the light of day. And I got two shows produced and. And, and wow, you know, like it's, it's, it's a remarkable journey and, um, and I'm so thankful and, um, I'm just so grateful to the, to Marriott for trusting me with, you know, these shows and letting me, you know, produce them and, and make them happen. So it, no matter what ends up happening with the shows, they were a great success. Well, and it's, uh, it, it certainly gives them confidence that when you, when you go to Terry, uh, with a project, uh, I'm sure he's he's kind of open-minded now after after your several successes and of course for the boys and and now with Hero. Yeah, well, he's, Terry's such a great leader, and he's, you know he he he's so passionate about musicals and and finding good storytelling, and so he's you know it's 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 certainly amazing that he he saw value in what I was doing, and uh, and I'm I'm grateful. All right, let me ask you this now. We're we're just about out of time. Uh, what are some of your goals for the future? What are some of the things that that you want to do that you haven't done yet? Well, after this year, my goal is to sleep a lot more, <laughs> to get a lot more rest. <laughs> um, as far as goals, gosh, um, you know, I just want to keep being the best artistic director I can be at the Marriott. I know it sounds corny, but it's true. You know, I love that space. I love that theater. I love the audience. I love the people I work with. Um, I'm perfectly happy being there and finding new ways to tell these great stories that we get to tell. And if I can do that for 10 more years, I'd be thrilled. And then I'll go to a beach and I'll sleep and relax for the rest of my life. That would be great. <laughs> well, you got to keep up, got to keep up the good work because uh, it is an adventure. And, and through the years, I brought a number of people up to Marriott. First, when they walk in and when they see the stage, they, they, they want to kind of give me the look like, what's going on here? And then they're blown away by the by the productions. Oh, thank yeah, you. yeah, it's it, it is it is fabulous. So, folks, get out to see for the boys, and keep in mind uh, next June uh, when Hero opens. I just have a feeling this that's it's going to be one of the one of the good shows of uh, 2012. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, thank you, thank you. And folks, go see a play this week. <laughs> 